Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 10. Welcome everyone to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes and this is the Strategic Living Podcast. We're all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies and changing nations. Hey, we want to come alongside and see you healed and your mind renewed, your heart transformed. We want you to discover all that God has uniquely created you to be and really help you to accomplish all that he's given you to do. It's going to be an amazing program today. I've got an interesting topic for you. We're talking about the seven steps to mastering time. Well, if you're ready, get comfortable, and let's get started. Well, time is an interesting topic, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. You say, how does that relate to living strategically? Well, we all understand that there are so many hours in a day and there are so many days in a week and there's just only so much time in which we have to get something done or accomplished. And we all deal with time. We, we, we live our lives in the context of time, but we never really think about time. And today on this program, I want to talk about mastering time. How do we become masters of moments, masters of minutes, masters of hours, masters of days? How do we manage time? How do we make time serve us? And this, I believe, is going to be a great help to you. There's a lot of little axioms and sayings that we hear people uh, communicate from, from time to time. And uh, some of those, you know, are, well, son, it takes time to grow a business. Or you want to be successful, it just takes time. You know, you know, cooking takes time. and We know that building a house takes time. Or, you know, we also understand that uh, some people feel like they don't have enough time. We oftentimes run out of time. And we also have people that say, well, that person won't give me the time of day. I've never really understood that one because I'm sure if someone asked kindly, hey, what time is it? they'd be more than happy to tell you what time of the day it is. Here's another one. I ran out of time. Or where did the time go? You get to the end of a day, you're like, oh, my gosh, man, where did the time go? How in the world is it 4 o'clock in the afternoon? I've got so much left to do. Where did the time go? Well, I happen to have an answer for that one, and I want to share it with you right now. Just a little something I wanted to share with you today on the Strategic Living Podcast. The truth is, time does keep on slipping. Thought you might enjoy this. Into the future. 
I thought you might enjoy something like that today. Just every time I hear that song, I think about this topic. And every time I think about this topic, I hear that song. But time does keep on slipping. It's like you wake up one day and your children are grown. You you get to the end of a day and you realize that you only got three things done off of that massive task list or to-do list. Time has a way of getting away from us. So let's talk about time today. Time is not simply a mechanism of measurement. Time is literally an entity that was created to be to serve us. It is really to be used for our benefit. How we use time produces certain results in our lives. And the dictionary defines time as follows. Time is the system of those sequential relations that any event has to another, as past, as present, or as future. Time is indefinite and continuous duration regarded as that in which events succeed one another. It goes on to define it as the duration regarded as belonging to the present life as distinct from the life to come, or as some would refer to it, from eternity. Time is a system or a method of measuring or reckoning the passage of time. Time is, can be a limited period or a limited interval. It can be expressed as two events or the time between them. It's a particular period considered as distinct from other periods, such as youth is a great time of life or college the days I were, was in university, those were the best days of my life, the best time of my life. But as we begin to look at time, there are several things that I feel like are really important to know about time. Let me give you a few of these premises that I think will help us. Number one, time is created. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 5, we see that God called the light day and the darkness he called night. There was evening and there was morning, one day, a measurement of time. In the same chapter, verse 14, God said, let, the, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Again, measurements of time. So where God himself exists in an eternal state, there is really no time element that he is subject to. He chose to create time so that we would have compartments within which we could accomplish his will, his plan, his destiny over our life. So time is created, number one. Number two, time is a currency. What does that mean? Well, we spend time. We save time. We invest time. Here's one for you. We waste time. So just as our dollars in the U.S. or your pounds in Europe or whatever the currency of your country or your region of the world happens to be, just as we have currency that is at monetary value with which we purchase goods and services, time is also a currency. You can spend it wisely or unwisely. You can save it. You can invest it for a future benefit. Or you can just flat out waste it, as many people do money. So time is a currency, number two. Number three, time continues. 
Time is impossible to stop. As the song says, time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. You literally cannot stop the hands of time. Only once in history was there a moment when time literally stood still. And if you are a student of the Bible, you remember this story where Joshua allegedly made the sun stand still. And there are various perspectives on whether the sun stood still or did the earth stand still. But in any event, there was a period of time in which time was not elapsing. So we know that in some sense, God gave man an exceptional authority over time. And it is our job to steward or to govern time, not time's job to govern us. So number one, time is created. Number two, time is a currency. Number three, time continues. You cannot stop it. I was sharing with someone the other day, and, and I've shared on this podcast that you know my son's off to college now, and it literally seems like yesterday he was you know, being born in a hospital in Dallas, Texas. I just, where did the time go? You can't stop it. It's inevitable. Uh, people complain often about getting old and, and you know age and the aging process, but you know what? It is inevitable. You cannot stop time. Time continues. Number four, time is measurable. There are 24 hours in a day, 1,440 minutes in a day, 10,080 minutes in a week, seven days in a week, 365 days per year. Consider this. If one lives 70 years of productive life, that's fairly conservative in today's world, 70 years of productive life equals 25,550 days, 613,200 hours, 36,792,000 minutes. Time is measurable. It's quantifiable. Number five, my time and your time has an end. The time in which we will live our lives, the span of time that we have been given in which to to accomplish whatever it is we are here to do has an end date on it. It has a shelf life. It will come to an end. Psalm 39 verse 4 and 5 says this, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. Behold, you have made my days as hand breaths and my lifetime as nothing in your sight. Surely every man at his best is a mere breath. In other words, if you live to be 120, it's still going to go by so quickly. And you don't have forever in this life. And so whatever it is that you have been given to accomplish, whatever your passion, whatever your dream, whatever your goals, those things that you have set out to do, Understand this, the clock is ticking. Number six, time must be stewarded and managed. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17 says, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish. Don't waste your time. But understand 
what the will of the Lord is. Carl Sandburg said this. He says, time is the coin of your life. It is the only coin you have, and only you can determine how it will be spent. Be careful lest you let other people spend it for you. Golda Meyer put it this way. She said, I must govern the clock and not be governed by it. So number six, time must be stewarded. It must be managed. And last, number seven, there is a time for everything. And I'm not going to read the scriptures for you, but you're quite familiar with Ecclesiastes 3 if you are a Bible student or have been around any teaching at all concerning the Word of God. But it says there is a time and a season for everything. There's a time to live, a time to die, a time to laugh, a time to mourn. There's a time to plant. There's a time to harvest. There's a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to, to look for something and really search for it. There's a time to say, I give up. I, I'm not spending any more time looking for that. There's a time and a season for everything. So let's just quickly review these premises so we can get to the main content of this particular session. Number one, time is created. Number two, time is a currency. Three, time continues. You cannot stop it. Four, time is measurable. Five, mine and your time has an end. Number six, time must be stewarded and, and managed. And number seven, there is a time for everything. Now, with this backdrop, with these premises having been laid out, I want to give you some key ways that you can effectively manage and utilize time. These are principles and keys that I believe if you were to administer these and implement these in your life, they will help you to make the most of your time and more adequately steward the days, the weeks, the moments, the minutes that you have to work with. So let's talk about them. First of all, let's remember time is a currency. We, we trade our currency for that which we deem to be valuable. I, I will sit in front of a TV and I will trade the currency of, of my time for what I value most. If I value entertainment, I will, I will trade my currency for that. If I value relationship, I will invest time in a relationship. If I value knowledge and information and education, I will invest or spend my time with that. Understand this, we always trade currency for what we value. So in order to determine if you're, if you're trading your time uh, for equal or greater value, you must honestly assess the value you are gaining from the trade-off. If you're investing eight hours a day in front of a television set, are you gaining enough value in return for that investment or that spending to make it worth that currency you're, you're pouring into that? In other words, is my ROI, is my return on investment worth the time I'm trading? Again, remember, time is measurable. We only have so many hours in a day, so many minutes in a day to expend. Here's another principle to consider. Time only produces what I invest in. So as a man sows, that shall he also reap. If I invest time in learning then I'm going to see the, the benefits and the results of that in so many areas of my life, not just the fact that I've got a vast 
bank of knowledge, but as I learn and as I grow and invest time in educating myself, then I am growing in every area. Therefore, I'm going to see a return on my investment in many areas of my life. So my life is literally a product of how I spend my time. I want to say that again. My life is literally a product of how I spend or invest my time. So now I want to give you seven steps to more effective time management. These are seven ways to master time. Alan Lakin said, time equals life. Therefore, waste your time and waste your life or master your time and master your life. So on that basis, let's look at these seven keys. Number one, know thyself. If you are not aware of who you really are, if you are not clear on your identity and your purpose, then you will wake up each morning and the time you have allocated for that day will be spent and or wasted doing the same thing you did yesterday, which was done on the basis of you not knowing who you were. What am I here to accomplish? What are my priorities? What is the end game? What's important to me? What matters most? You have to ask these questions in order to really be clear on who you are because a clear understanding of who you are plays a great role in how we spend our time. So know thyself. Number two, have a clear vision. Have a clear vision. If I look one year into my future, if I look three years into my future, five years into my future, 10, 15, 25, ladies and gentlemen, how about 50 years down the road? Do I have a clear, stated, maybe even written vision of what the results of my time having been spent is going to look like? What is the end game? What is the the vision for my life as my future holds it? What am I trying to achieve? Because here's the thing. If I see my future in a certain way, I am more likely to spend my time today moving toward that future. So I have to know who I am, and I have to have a clear vision for my future. Number three, mastering time requires that I am goal-oriented. If you were to poll 75 to 100 people just off the street, 95% of them do not have one stated or written goal in their life. This is a travesty, and it's pretty much why people in our world are just floating through life, biding time, waiting for the next shoe to drop, hoping that somebody else creates a policy or a program that will help them to be more successful. It's just always external but never inside. We have to be goal-oriented. You have to set goals. A proper goal would have a deadline, a timeline. This must be accomplished by this date. And we don't just go about life staying busy doing things. We want to be focused and purposeful and intentional about doing things that actually have meaning. So our goals are the the markers along the way in moving toward the vision. 
And to have a clear goal, you must start with the end in mind. So know thyself, have a clear vision for your future, and be goal-oriented. Now here's a big one, number four. Identify time wasters. Identify time wasters. This is a huge one to me because when I did a time inventory, which I'll talk about more in a moment, I found that I was wasting so much time because of distractions and, and various things that, that weren't worthy of my immediate attention, yet I would stop the important things and I would move to something that was not so important. So look at time wasters in your life. It could be people. I'm going to tell you what. Other people do not value your time or your energy or your worth the same that you do. So people can waste your time. Tasks. You say, well, I've got to have tasks because that's how I get things done. Yeah, but have you really looked honestly and purposefully at the things that you're doing, your to-do list, your master, oh, my gosh, I've got to get all these things done list, and looked at those and say, Am I, are, are any of these here just waste time wasters? Are they just you know stuff that I don't even need? I could delegate that. I could put that off on somebody else. I could wait. These aren't critical to my my progress today. Sometimes our own to-do list gets in our way. How about bad habits? How about phone calls? Now, I am a tech geek. I love me some technology. I I have iPads. I have iPhones. I have uh, computers and instant messaging, and I have all these pieces that I love to utilize. But I'm going to tell you something. When did we cross this line to feel as though that if the phone rings, we are obligated to answer it or the whole world is going to go to hell in a handbasket. We act as though we're really that important that Joe Schmo calling to say, hey, man, how was your weekend, is more important than the things that I am doing today to move myself, in in many people's cases, our spouse, our children, our grandchildren, closer towards the goals and the vision and the dreams that we have in our hearts to to accomplish. And yet we will stop what we're doing every time just about to answer the doggone phone. Phone calls can be your Achilles heel if you feel as though you have to answer every phone call. The world is not going to stop spinning on its axis. Nobody's house is going to burn down. The person who's calling you is not going to be so offended that they you lose a relationship over it. And frankly, if if they get offended that you don't pick up their phone call, then you need to have a serious discussion with them anyway. Well, in the same breath, we can talk about texting. Oh my gosh, what a time waster. Don't get me started on this. I I believe in using technology, but I believe in using technology, not technology using me. And texting and all this ridiculous code and and all this crazy short stuff and all this LOL, LMBO, and all this other stuff that we're put. I mean, meaningless conversations that are not moving us toward the things that are supposedly most important to us, that matter most. These can be time wasters. Now, I'm going to touch a sensitive subject here. I am a huge believer in social media. I utilize it to communicate thoughts and ideas and and to to provide resources to people that look to us for leadership and ideas, all those things. It's great. I love it. I, I think it's great to be connected. But, oh, my gosh, can people waste some time on Facebook, Twitter, 
LinkedIn, Google Plus, and all the rest. Instagram, Vine. My son's really big into Vine right now. And, and apparently these are 15-second video blasts, and they're making all these creative little goofy videos that they think are entertaining, but it takes them 30 minutes to make a 15-second video, and then the 15-second video just keeps repeating itself over and over again, so it becomes a minute or two by the time you finally turn the thing off. I'm just saying, you can you can block off a few minutes a day to check your your social media outlets and engage where you need to engage with those that are connected to you. But to feel as though we have to have 50,000 alerts on our phone every day telling us every time somebody sneezes, I know I'm probably making you mad right now, but it is what it is. Either you control and manage your time or time will control and manage you. And many of these things that, that are managing us, controlling us, are time wasters. The Internet, meaningless web surfing. Email can be a time waster if you're not careful. Perpetual planning. <laughs> I Hey, write the vision, make it plain so that those that read it may run. I believe in writing the vision. I believe in great planning. I believe in being strategic and thoughtful and intentional about the way we craft our lives and our days even. But some people spend all their time planning and they never get anything done. This is a problem. I've already mentioned just in passing television, and I don't know the exact number. I've heard different reports on this, but it is said that the average American adult watches six to eight hours of television per day. And I, I love me some crime shows. You know, I, I watch NCIS, and uh, I'm really bummed, by the way, that Ziva is apparently leaving the show. But all that being said, I love watching. Uh, I used to be a 24 addict. I loved 24, never missed an episode. And it's all good. But, man, you know, we, we work hard all day. We come home, and rather than being productive and moving our life away from the mundane and toward the, the fulfilled with doing something really constructive and useful, we many times plop down on the couch or on the recliner and we, you know, get a cold drink in our hand and we wind up wasting the whole evening away. And one of the reasons why this is a time waster because sometimes television can be that thing that, that pulls us away from our family, away from engaging with our children, away from spending time with our spouse and, and having real conversation, time wasters. How about busy work? Just, you know, I know people that are just unbelievably busy, but then you look at what they're doing and they're not really getting anything meaningful done. Now, it sounds like I'm being real negative here, but I'm telling you, this, this one key right here is critical. So how do you determine where you're wasting time? Well, I would recommend, and we'll have this for you in the show notes, show notes use a time inventory. A time inventory sheet, maybe a little spreadsheet, just and throughout the day, you're just logging for about seven days where you spend your time. And I'm talking about everything. You know, I spent 15 minutes in the kitchen, you know, just diddling with the dishes. I, I spent two hours on television. I spent, uh, spent uh, an hour and a half checking emails and responding to emails. And I was at work for eight hours, and I mowed the lawn an hour and a half. I was on Facebook for 2.5 hours. And, and you look at this, and you're able to, over the course of seven to ten days, determine, man, here are some really huge blocks of time where I could be much more productive. So know thyself, have a clear vision, be goal-oriented, and identify time wasters. Number five, weekly and daily planning. 
Plan your life based on values-oriented categories. My family life, my spiritual life, my career, my financial goals, and personal development. These are the, the major categories of one's life, and you want to look at each of those and, and determine how do I plan my week, how do I plan my day so that I am growing in these areas. And so for me, I begin every week identifying the big rocks, the, the things, okay, these things this week I must tackle in order to, to move the football down the field, all right? I use kind of a funnel method. I, I do a brain dump. I put everything that I think needs to be done up here in a master list at the top, and then I begin to funnel those down by priority to look at what really has to get done. And if there are some really important tasks, you know, appointments or, or things that, that are project-oriented that you really feel like you want to focus on, uh, block time for that. Block off four hours on Monday and, and two hours on Tuesday. And if someone says, hey, can you meet me for lunch on this day, and that time is blocked for your project, you say, no, I already have a previous engagement during that time. And you do. You have time with yourself to get something important done. Focus on strategic tasks versus just laundry lists. Okay, so do the brain dump, get the laundry list, but then really work with that list and determine what matters most and prioritize that list. It is the vital few versus the trivial many that will get things done. So schedule appointments for yourself, plan your time, and prioritize. Number five is weekly and daily planning. Number six, eliminate distractions. What does that mean? Well, stay focused, man. Don't take every phone call. Don't respond to every text. Something that I've done in recent months, really over the last year, is I check my emails in the morning and I respond to the ones that need responses. I check my emails at lunchtime, very briefly. I check my emails in the evening. And I have found that if someone really has to get a hold of me with an emergency, they will call my office, they will contact my assistant, they will phone my wife. They'll get a hold of me if it's really urgent. Otherwise, Certainly, if I respond to them within 24 hours, everything's going to be okay. So email is one of those things that you can really eliminate distractions. In other words, close out your email client on your computer during the day when you're working on your, your important projects. Close the application so you don't get the bing or the you've got mail because that distracts you and takes you off of point. Don't let someone else's incompetence or their issue, or their emergency become your immediate concern unless it really warrants it. Someone else's failure to plan is not your problem. But failure to plan on your part could create a problem. So you have to plan. You have to work your plan. Train people to respect your time. You know, we, we pride ourselves on having open-door policies, but sometimes the door does have to be closed. And sometimes people need to, to simply be trained and be aware that this is how I work my day, this is how I block my time. And, uh, you know, throughout the course of the day, if there are things you need to bring to my attention, if it's incredibly urgent and cannot wait, then wait till my next break and you'll contact me. If not, throughout the day, make a list, make it detailed as possible, and I will meet with you at the end of the day, and we will go over everything and work. I'll, I'll take a block of time and work that with you. But train people to respect your time. 
communicate to your subordinates and your coworkers what you expect from them. And just let me throw this in here concerning distractions. There is no such thing as multitasking. That is a myth. And I know I'm going to get people arguing with me on this point, but the fact is you have 100% to give. And if you divide that three or four ways, then you're not giving 100% to each thing. There's no way I can be typing a paper, uh, reading an email, answering a phone call, and working on my book, my next book, at the same time and doing any of them justice. So eliminate distractions. Number seven, the last one for this particular session, but learn to say no. Every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Think about it. If I say, sure, I can take care of that for you, no problem, I'll get, I'll get on that. Then I have, just, I have just spent or given a portion of my time to something that now I cannot spend on two different things. So when I say yes to something, I've just said no to something else. Every time you say no, conversely, you're saying yes to something else. So every time you spend your every time you say no to spending your time in one way, you're saying yes to allocating it somewhere else. Very important. So this could mean working on that side project you've had going, spending more time with your kids, getting away from your computer, launching a startup business that you've been dreaming about doing, just whatever it is, all those things that are important to you. You can have time for those if you say no to some other things. See, the trick to figuring out what to say no to is understanding your priorities. And your actions, your choices throughout each day is or are an expression of those priorities. You have priorities. You may not know it, but you do. And what you are spending your time doing is an expression of or evidence of where your priorities are. So if you look at the way you're spending your time during the average day, you will likely see a disconnect between what you believe to be your deeply held priorities and your actions. So we have to reconcile this chasm between what we say is important and what we spend our time doing. It's very important, ladies and gentlemen, to write down what you truly want to achieve and then arrange your actions to achieve those goals in your lifetime. You have to know yourself, you have to know what's important to you, and you have to act on those, which means you have to allocate and spend and invest your time around those things that are most important to you. Once you've written those those goals down, the next step is saying no to anything and everything that distracts you or pulls you away from accomplishing those tasks, those goals, and realizing those dreams. Henry David Thoreau said this. He said, it's not enough to be busy. So are the ants. The question is, what are we busy about? That's the question I want to leave you with today. What are you busy about? Where are you wasting time? And, And no doubt you are. All of us do. All of us, if we really assess this, look at this from an honest vantage point, We will find places where we are wasting time. Where are you spending your time? We all spend time, but where are we spending it? How are we spending it? Are there places or areas in your life where you could invest and spend your time more wisely? 
And the main question I want to leave you with today is this. Have you examined your priorities lately? And secondly, are you living your priorities? I want to encourage you to take time to inventory your time, assess your priorities, examine your life, look at your days, your weeks, your months. Look at the last year. Where did it go? And did you move the ball down the field? Because if you are not where you thought you would be at this moment in your life, it's likely because you have not allocated and properly managed or stewarded the time you need to move toward that very important goal and dream in your life. You'd like to comment on this episode. I want to encourage you to go to brianholmes.com and go to the show notes for the episode, which is brianholmes.com forward slash zero one zero. Scroll down to the comment section. I would absolutely love to hear your comments, your questions. Uh, We'd love to engage with you and help you to assess and look at where can you master time more efficiently and more effectively in your own life. Well, I have a few announcements for you here today. As you are aware, I just returned home from our Romania Pastors and Leaders Initiative. I've had several people who have emailed or called us and said, hey, I wasn't able to support or sponsor anyone before you went, but can we still give something uh, a little further in? I said, absolutely. We, we, we came out of our own uh, budget a significant amount of money that was not raised to to cover this. But let me tell you something. It was the most glorious trip that I've ever had to Eastern Europe, and the success of this particular convention was, I don't even know how to describe to you. Uh, we had about 150 people in a room for several days, and I, I don't know that I've ever engaged a crowd in the same way. They were so connected. Their hearts were so open, and they were just drawing on us in such a way that was just such a blessing. And I watched over the course of these days where these men and women's hearts were changed, transformed. Their confidence was boosted in a powerful way. Their their vision for their future, their uh, capacity to believe that they can accomplish great things. It was just phenomenal. And so for those that have been able to help us, I want to say a great big thank you. For those that would desire to help us offset the significant amount of money we've spent out of our own budget and go ahead and sponsor a pastor post-conference, we invite you to do that at the website. We'll keep that online for a little while. I want to tell you also, I'm going to be attending a very powerful a conference coming up here in the month of October called the SCORE Conference. That's S-C-O-R-R-E. And that's a conference that Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis provide. And it is for professional speaking. And it's really, I say professional speaking, it's for anyone who desires to learn how to more effectively communicate their message with an audience. And if you've not heard about SCORE Conference, I want to encourage you to go to scoreconference.tv. That's S-C-O-R-R-E, conference.tv. And 
just read what they offered. Look at some of the videos, some of the testimonials. And if you have a desire to really grow in your ability to communicate, to, to get your message across in a very succinct and powerful way, I encourage you to do that. I'm going as a participant. I'm just going to learn to grow. But uh, because of my relationship with Michael Hyatt and his organization, they have offered a $100 discount to anyone who finds their conference through our website and uses the discount code HOLMES, H-O-L-M-E-S. So if you would like to know more about that, go to scoreconference.tv. And if you decide to attend with me, and I'd love to see you there, by the way, uh, be sure to use the discount code HOLMES, and you'll receive $100 off. Another one of their conferences coming up in the month of November is the Platform Conference. I attended this conference, the very first one, in uh, February of this year, and it was by far the most wonderful conference I've attended probably ever, the most informative, the most practical. I came away understanding uh, on so many levels how to grow my platform, how to build a system whereby we could take a message of healing and hope and restoration and transformation to so many people around the world. And I will tell you that uh, this conference is something you really should consider. Platformconference.tv, again, they've offered the $100 discount if you use the discount code Homes. I want to mention to you as well that I personally have three openings right now between now and the end of the year for coaching clients. If you have ever considered having a personal coach, a life coach, a career coach, uh, maybe a business coach, maybe you're looking to launch a new business and need someone with experience, credibility, and and the the wherewithal to help you refine that vision, I would be deeply honored to serve you in that capacity. I only have three openings between now and the end of the year, but if you would like to talk to me about uh, having me as your personal coach, please contact us on the website at the contact form there. We'll respond to you very, very quickly. Also, if you'd like to have us come speak at your church, your conference, or your event, just join uh, or visit our speaking page at brianholmes.com forward slash speaking. We'd be honored to serve your organization in that way as well. Well, that's it for today. The last thing I want to ask you to do is subscribe. If you haven't already done so to our updates, our beautiful email updates, we send out once a week at brianholmes.com. Also, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, we encourage you to do that at iTunes, on Stitcher, or whatever other outlet you may be utilizing to get this content. And lastly, just know this, if you find value in what we're doing here at Strategic Living, I would encourage you to share this with your friends with your associates, when you get something in your inbox or something on your computer, be sure to share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and let others know that there's some great content being generated and provided to them here at brianholmes.com. We would be so grateful if you would do that. I trust something that we've shared today has been a blessing to you, and I know that this message on time can help you to become all God has called you to be. Rate our podcast in iTunes. That helps us uh, with great visibility We are so grateful for that. Well, that does it for episode number 10. Hey, we're in the double digits. How exciting is that? Seems like we just started yesterday, but we're already to episode 10. Before you know it, we'll be crossing over 50 and then crossing over 100. We're having a blast just coming alongside of you and encouraging you week to week in your journey of becoming all God's called you to be. Well, until next time, remember this. You were made in His image. You're designed for a purpose. You're destined for greatness. 
the entire world is waiting for the real you just to show up and be who you are. We believe in you, and we support you, and we encourage you. Pursue your dreams. You have the capacity. God bless. We'll see you right back here next week on Strategic Living.